The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, freshfm.net, for our contact details. Good morning. How are we? Welcome to this week's show. How exciting is it? We've got through another week. How was it for you? Well, hasn't it been quite a week? But I think sometimes we've just got to remember what true wealth is. And the title of today's show is True Wealth. And it is dedicated to everyone who knows that there's more to life than money. Welcome to The Resilient Show on Fresh FM. If you are listening in Nelson CBD, we are on 107.2 FM. If you're in Nelson, Tasman, 104.8. If you're up towards Golden Bay, we are on 95 FM. And if you're hanging around Blenheim, we are on 88.9. It is Friday morning. We have been resilient for another week. Congratulations, guys. That's amazing. But it's now time. Now, I warned you last week that these shows start with a bit of a boogie. It's Friday. We've got through the week. The kids are at school. You've made it to the office. Maybe you've had your first cup of coffee. Maybe you're at home. Maybe you're isolating. I don't know what you're doing, but there is always time for a wee bit of a boogie. So stand by, because no matter how bad it gets, just remember... I will survive.
gainer. I will survive. Well, did you boogie? Did you have a good boogie? Did you make it happen? Did you? Come on, you can get out there and do it. Now, I have been slightly remiss. I've spoken about where we can listen to uh, Fresh FM if we are in on the north of the south. But if you're anywhere else on planet Earth, and I know you're there, and frankly, even if you are off planet on the International Space Station... You can always find us on freshfm.net. Just look for The Resilient Show. We will be there. You can listen to us live. You can listen to us a playback. Or you can listen to the recording of the show at 05.30 hours. That's half past five in the morning on a Wednesday. Um, Now... I'm really, really excited. We've had a complaint. It's awesome. It's the first time in the history of the show that we've actually had a proper complaint. Um, It was about some of the music I was playing last week. Ah, well, hey, so be it. Yeah, we play a wide range of music, and I tell you, over the um, over the year of uh, of doing this show, and um, when we were up in the Wire Rapper, um, my uh, listening um, experience expanded, and so did the music we played on the show. But that doesn't mean we can't play some other stuff because you know I've got a fairly eclectic choice of music in my um in my lists so um so we'll continue to play um so yes that's the first real complaint we've had and i also need to say thank you to someone whose name i don't know i forgot to ask that's a bit rude um this morning i popped around the corner in mochueka to pick up a cup of coffee from the little red coffee barn um thank you Thank you very much for the coffee and the conversation i hope you are enjoying the show now to today's Subjects. The title of the show is True Wealth. Now, look, too often we think about true wealth as being the money in our pocket or in our bank account, what we've got to spend, what we earn through the jobs we do. And it's a little bit front of mind at the moment, isn't it? With your cabbages costing $50 million a leaf and cauliflowers costing so much um, and petrol prices and supply chains and the war in Europe well it's not in Europe yet but the war between Russia and Ukraine and hopefully we'll never get there um, it's a bit front of mind at the moment and you know, maybe there isn't quite as much left in the bank account at the end of the month and that gets us thinking about our money and maybe we get a little bit sad about it but as we teach in the rediscovering resilience program and we talk about in any of our workshops there is so much more to wealth than just money money is a part of it and we will touch on money in the next segment but what are the other parts to it well we have created something called the wealth matrix and the wealth matrix allows us to take a look and actually score ourselves against eight different parts of our lives eight different parts of life that says actually there is more to wealth than just money what are those eight Parts. I hear you cry. Well, I don't because I've got my earphones on, which is dangerous. When I was dancing to I Will Survive, I was dancing around the studio, nearly garroted myself with the wire for the headphones. Should have taken them off. Note to self. That's the second time this week I've got myself into strife. I nearly drowned on Wednesday evening. That's a complete other story, but never mind. Um, anyway, back to my point. I digress. Back to my point. There are eight different pillars 
of wealth that we can score ourselves again and this morning on fresh fm we're going to talk about all eight of them while playing some awesome music that might or might not be linked to the subject we are talking about so what are the eight pillars well the eight pillars of wealth we start with money of course we do because that's the one that we always go to then we move to health on to friends, hobbies. What's our mission? That's our mission in life. What are we here to do? What about personal development? How are we growing? Spirituality. Always an interesting conversation, that one, because sometimes spirituality, well, often spirituality means different things to different people. And then finally, romance or intimate relationships, which always gets conversation going because well why are you talking about that sort of stuff because we are it's an important part of life if we don't make ourselves vulnerable in intimate relationships then we don't have the opportunity to grow so those are the eight different parts of the wealth matrix and we're going to dive into each one of them today if you've got any comments chuck me a message you can find me on facebook um stew darling um, that's S-T-E-W, as Mrs. Doubtfire said. More of a thick soup than a name. Um, or you can drop me a message. Uh, yeah, drop me a message. You can find me out there. Um, Stu at stewdarling.com is my email address. If you want to um, if you want to drop me a message and tell me your thoughts about wealth or the choice of music. It's obviously, it's obviously grating a little bit there, isn't it? Well next piece of music coming up because after this segment we are going to talk about um money so it would make complete sense to play a track about money here we go money 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 by abba Game, my 
It was money, money, money. The last line was Rich Man's World. Oh, dear. Sometimes I get carried away. Um, Yeah, that was Money, Money, Money by ABBA. Original and still the best, although I do enjoy Meryl Streep's version in the film Mamma Mia. Such a great film. And so was the sequel. It's always a good one to sit down to. Just when you're feeling a little bit, oh, stick on music like that. It always makes us feel good. And that helps us build our resilience. Because we feel good, we have a little bit of a rest, and then we're ready to take the world on again. But this segment, we are talking about money on Fresh FM. Now, money's money's a strange thing. Because, you know, when I was wee... Um, we didn't have a lot of money, and I do. I still remember my mum balancing her books every week. She had a little yellow notebook that she used to record all of her spending in to make sure the books balanced. And even if it was a penny out, there'd be a treasure hunt around the house, down the back of the sofa, right, wherever you could find it, to see if you could find that penny that's the way things were for for a good few years during during my childhood and money was always spoken about as if it was evil as if money doesn't grow on trees filthy rich and yeah there was that negative connotation with money which is yeah is it transitions through the generations it transitions through from one to the next so we us in the 21st century are actually living with a whole bunch of financial baggage that we got from previous generations. And we've got to shift that, guys, because money's not bad. Money's just a thing. It's a thing that allows us to buy stuff. But if we say that money, I mean, if you think about it, think about any relationship you have. If you constantly call things bad or ugly or filthy or that it shouldn't exist, that bad things happen because of it. How many friends would you have in the world if that was the way you spoke to them? It wouldn't happen. Would you be sitting there all by your lonesome? You wouldn't have any friends. Well, we've got to start treating money as a friend. Start changing the energy that you have with money. Here's one that I got, um, a quick life hack that I got years ago. And and actually, it still works today, although um, due to... uh, 
due to having to spend cash at the moment for things like Pilates classes, Lady Elizabeth, or um, the swimming pool on a Wednesday night where I nearly drowned, um, carry some cash in your wallet. Not to spend, but maybe you've got five dollars of cash that's always there. Maybe it's twenty dollars. Whatever you can, whatever you can put into your wallet, you don't spend it. You just know it's there. And then take a walk down the street. It's one of the exercises I do with my one-to-one clients. Take a walk down the street. Go window shopping, and think about how you could spend that twenty, thirty, your five dollars, whatever it is. Think about how you could spend. You don't spend it. But in your head, you're spending it again and again and again. It becomes fun. You begin to enjoy the experience. And money becomes less of a bad thing in our lives. Um, If you're struggling a little bit to, to figure out money and saving and all the rest of it, there's a really, really good book. Here is a a great book to read. It was written in the 1930s, 1932, I think, by a chap called George S. Classen. The book is called The Richest Man in Babylon. Now, I'm not going to give away too much if I tell you it is about a man who lived in Babylon and he was very, very rich. The book Short book, won't take you long to read it. I think you can pick one up for um, about $1.50 on um, on Amazon. Um, other online bookstores are available, obviously. Um, you can pick one up, and it's just short uh, chapters that talk about money. And the, the very early part of it talks about how we should spend our money. The first 10% of our money should go into savings that we never touch. The next 20% should go into paying down debt. And then we live on the last 70%. When we've paid off all our debts, what do we do with that 20%? Well, that goes into our savings. So we're saving 30%. Now, I tell you what, I wish that I'd been taught that when I was a kid. Now, maybe I was, maybe it was just too exciting to spend money. I know, I get it. I've got I've got children in their 20s who are going through probably exactly the same thing as most of us did when we started earning. But yeah, if we can teach our kids that you live on 70% and you save 30% of whatever it is, then we grow like that and money becomes a companion with whom we walk through life. We share the joys of it. We get excited about sharing our money. We get excited when we hand over money to people. Now, I get it. This is a big ask when we start talking about money because we don't talk about money. It's one of those things you should never talk about. Well, when we don't talk about things, it stays in our head and we just get worried. If we give it words, our conscious can begin to form solutions. So let's start talking about it. One of the exercise that we do in in this part of the um, of the wealth matrix is we get people to actually look at their finances over the last three months. How did they spend their money over the last three months? Because when you do that, when you reflect, then you can actually do something about it. You can see where maybe you don't need to spend as much. You see where you'd like to spend more. But if we're not actually doing that deep work, then 
money will always be a challenge. Money's not meant to be a challenge. It's just a thing that allows us to deliver life, deliver the lives we choose to live. So start thinking about money more positively. That's the greatest tip that I can give you. It really works. Change the energy with which you think about money. Celebrate it. Have a little bit in your pocket all of the time and think about how you could spend it. Think about the things you could buy with it and enjoy it. When you pay your bills, be grateful that you can pay your bills. That sounds a little bit wacky, doesn't it? Try it, guys. It really does work. It really works. Shifting that relationship with money. Because that then allows us to move on to the next pillar. And the next pillar of um, the wealth matrix that we're talking about this morning on Fresh FM is health. So next up, we're going to get physical.
Physical, Olivia Newton-John on Fresh FM. Well, if you have ever watched the video to um, Physical, it's slightly dated. It's probably illegal by now watching it. Um, when I was putting the show together, I had a watch of it on YouTube. And um, yeah, if you if you want a laugh, go and have a watch at the video. If you're eating a rather nice meal and you don't want to throw up, don't watch it. It's a little bit in the extreme. But that brings us to talking about health. Wow. Where do you start talking about health? Because if we choose to be resilient, and it's a choice, guys, we can choose to be resilient. If we choose to be resilient, then we must consider a healthy lifestyle. Now, I'm not saying a healthy lifestyle is um, uh, you're eating vegetarian all the time. I'm not saying it's not drinking alcohol. I'm not saying it's running a marathon before breakfast every morning. What I'm saying is, what does health mean to you? When you look in the mirror, do you take responsibility for what you see? Well, that's a bit of a belter, isn't it? Take a look in the mirror and do you take responsibility for what you see? Yeah, if you've eaten a cheeseburger for the last 30 days and you look in front of the mirror and you wonder why you don't have a six-pack, well, take responsibility for it. Maybe have slightly less. If you eat 30 cheeseburgers a month and you do have that six-pack because that just works for you, well, that's entirely cool. What does health mean to you? And what can you do right now to step it forward a bit? Now, um, when it comes to health, this is uh, the Lady Elizabeth's part of the business. She is a health and wellness coach. And actually, I should comment because she told me off last week at the end of the show. Um, She's not actually a lady. Okay? She's not had a no, the Queen's not nearly chopped her head off with a sword or whatever you do to become a lady. Um, but we call her the, the Lady Elizabeth. She even has a T-shirt that says the Lady Elizabeth on it. So how could we not think she's the Lady Elizabeth? But Lizzie is the health and wellness coach of um, of the business. Um, but uh, you know, she works with clients with regards to, right, how do we become a little bit more healthy? And I'm going to just chunk this down into some really, really simple areas. How much sleep are you getting? We should be getting between seven and eight hours sleep a night. How much sleep are you getting? Is it good sleep? Do you have your screen on just before you go to bed? (laughs) That's been a constant conversation in the Darling household for years. Um, How are you eating? Are you eating fresh food? Now, again, I realise that your fresh food can sometimes be expensive. But have a look at the freezer section. If you're in the supermarket and you're thinking the fresh produce is a little bit expensive, go and have a look and see what you can get vegetable-wise in the frozen section. You get some fantastic vegetables in the frozen section that are frozen at source, and it means that you're bringing more greens into your diet. I mean, really what we're saying is, and I mean, Lizzie tells a brilliant story about this one, but really what we're saying is um, you eat of the plant, not from a plant, as in a factory. So think about the food that we're putting in our bodies and make it just a little bit better. 
I tell you what, since we moved to the Nelson region, we are eating so much fish. Three or four times a week we're having fish. Now that doesn't include my fish and chips on a Friday night down at my poor wharf. Go there, but please be behind me in the queue. Um, you know, we're eating fish because it's better for us than too much red meat. So how can you improve that diet? Just that one thing, what can you do? So that's sleep, that's eating. How much water are you drinking? Now, you're drinking water. So I've started drinking a pint of water before I go to bed at night. And you think, well, you'll be up all night, man. Well, <laughs> no, not quite. Um, but you know, how do you have a drink of water when you get up in the morning? Just you know, have a glass of water when you get up in the morning. Because you know, we need to stay hydrated. Um, when I was doing, a, a, having a conversation with someone about public speaking, because I do a lot of it, and you know, 90 minutes on the radio, the last part of the body to receive water when it's hydrating is the voice box so you need to stay hydrated so that you can actually have conversations with people you need to stay hydrated so that your brain operates properly so take on some water so more sleep seven to eight hours a night change your diet just a little bit to a more healthy food or take out one of the less healthy foods drink some water guys get some water down your necks it's so good for you and then the last one i'm going to cover on on health is um exercise that's the one (laughs) exercise and again i'm not saying go and run a marathon before breakfast what i'm saying is if you don't do any exercise do some if you do some exercise do a little bit more um, you get to that point that you can't quite have a conversation. You're just that little bit out of breath. You, you don't have to be sweating buckets, but getting on a good glow is a good start. Little moves, guys. James Clear talks about it in his book, Atomic Habits. Just those little things that we can do every day consistently will make the big changes. That's what we can get right. Bring consistency into those changes. And if you do that in those four different areas, you will feel yourself becoming more resilient. You'll be less stressed out. You'll you'll react less. You'll actually be calmer in life and you'll be a far better human being for the better of it. You will be more resilient and you'll be helping other people be more resilient. And when we are more resilient, when we actually take care of of ourselves, it means we're in a stronger position to look after our friends.
Friends will be friends, which leads us to this bit of the show on Fresh FM. This is the Resilient Show on Fresh FM. Um, If you are listening in Nelson CBD, you're looking for 107.2 FM. If you're in Nelson Tasman, 104.8 FM. If you're up there near Golden Bay, 95 FM. And if you're around Blenheim, 88.9 FM. Or if you're anywhere else on planet Earth, take a look at freshfm.net and even if you're off planet earth you can find us there as well so we have got two friends well, we're only on the third part of the wealth matrix friends um and i include family in this one friends and family having people to talk to having people who've got your back around about you is so important when it comes to resilience when it's so important considering our wealth think about the people around about you and how wealthy you are because of them i had a lovely conversation on messenger last night with a dear friend um who's got a birthday coming up this weekend happy birthday neil um and we just spent some time talking about the different books we 
are reading. Doesn't matter how we communicate with them. Of course, in person is better, but sometimes that's not possible. Jump on a Zoom call, get on the telephone, or even if you're just messaging them, um, you know, have that conversation. Who can you reach out to today? Who can you reach out to today to have that conversation? And just say, hey, thank you for being a friend. We know a song about that. Um, thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a part of my life. And all of a sudden, you know, it takes a little bit of vulnerability, this, guys, but that's okay because vulnerability shows other people that they're operating in a safe environment. You know, look at the world today. Look where we've got when it's all about egos and significance. Show some vulnerability, show some humility, and you'll be amazed at what comes back. Give someone a hug. I never used to hug people. I'm a, I'm a big hugger now. I'll hug people. Of course I will. Why not? Even these days, especially these days. But when it comes to friends and family, who can you reach out to today? Who can you reach out to today to say, hey, how are you doing? Have the conversation with them. Reach out to them. Right now... Write down someone's name who you are going to talk to today. And it's not going to be just a, how you doing? Fine. Okay, see ya. It's not going to be one of those. Actually take time to get to know your friends a little bit more. I read a book a little while ago and it had 10 questions that you should know the answer to for any close friends you have. And I was going through it thinking, oh dear, I don't have any close friends. Take time to get to know your friends. Um, yeah, realize that they are around about you. This is a true part of wealth. We are, yeah, as human beings, we are herd animals. Herd animals stick together. We stay in herds. We like to hear one another's stories. By hearing one another's stories, we share. A, a, you know, we share a common ancestry, or if a if it's a different ancestry, we come together at a common point in the history of the world. That's why storytelling is so important to humanity. Um, so today, do the world a favor. Do yourself a favor. Pick up the phone. Pick up your device. Um, jump onto you know whatever messaging system you use and reach out to a friend and say hello. Ask them how they are. It makes a big difference. It will make you smile, and that brings with it wealth. So after this next piece of music, we're going to dive into talking about hobbies. And while I don't do this, I did have a conversation with someone who did it. Yeah, I did have a conversation with someone this week who is thinking about starting this as a new hobby. Across the sky, 
Sailing by Rod Stewart and the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. How good was that? A little bit longer version, but yeah, I, I do enjoy that one. And that brings us to hobbies. What are your hobbies? Yeah, how much more wealthy can we become when we actually take time out? That downtime. Now, for many, many moons of my life, I didn't have a hobby. I spent my life working. Um, arguably, I could have said that maybe my hobby was drinking, um, as I spent an awful lot of time doing that in my younger years. Uh, but what are your hobbies? Um what do you take time to do that stops you being in the day-to-day grind? Now, when I say hobbies, many people say, think that it's it's this thing that, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. It's, it's a huge, big um, gig that, uh, that I've got to be, I, you know, I've got to spend lots of money to, to do this and it's got to take days. It's sitting down and reading a book can be a hobby. Cooking, baking can be a hobby. Taking the dog for a walk can be a hobby. All we've got to do is shift a little bit. Stop these things being chores and find the joy in them. They become hobbies. That's the downtime that we all need. Um, in my podcast, Rediscovering Resilience, one of the episodes talks about the 50-minute hour. If we work for 50 minutes in the hour, we have 10 minutes to do something else. What can we do in that space that takes us away from the hard, stressful, challenging stuff that's going on in our lives? Don't get me wrong, we all need to... What's the right way of putting this? We all need to work. We all need to find a way. Most of us need to find or we choose to find a way to bring in an income. But the other side of it is relaxing a little bit more. What do you do to relax? I go swimming in the sea at the moment. Um, I'm getting back into kayaking. The Lady Elizabeth spoke about maybe learning to sail because the last time she sailed was like 30, 40 years ago in the Mediterranean Sea. Um, what is it that you are doing? We're doing far more getting out and walking now. Um, what hobby do you have? Name it. It might be knitting with sticks. Whatever that hobby is or whatever that pastime you have is, recognize it, bring it to the fore and show gratitude that you are able to spend some time doing that thing, whatever it is. That creates a wealth all of its own and it helps build our resilience and we help build our resilience through doing things like hobbies whatever they are then it means that when it comes time to do the grind do the work well we've got greater capacity to do it because we have looked after ourselves in the downtime you know that time when we choose to work nine to five. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. 
bumping Shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five Just a step on the boss man's ladder But you got dreams he'll never take away On the same boat with a lot of your friends Waiting for the day your ship will come in And the tide's gonna turn and it's all gonna roll your way Working nine to five What a way to make a living Barely getting by It's all taking and no giving They must use your mind Dolly Parton, 9 to 5, from the film 9 to 5, all those olden days ago. Um, In those days where we used to work 9 to 5, and I know that some of us still do work 9 to 5, um, and that brings us to work. Um, Yet, unfortunately, or fortunately, um, it's something that you get to a certain age and you've got to start providing for yourself and your family. So we've got to go and find that thing to do. Um, there's a statistic in the United States, in America, that 12 to 15% of people are happy in their job. 12 to 15%. Um, I think it was Steve Jobs that said, if you look in the mirror too many mornings in a row not looking forward to your day change it get out change it we've had we've had a number of clients um through um through our courses or our programs who partway through they suddenly go i don't like my job anymore and you go whoa whoa stop wait a minute don't don't throw it all out the door 
but they've realised that you know they've been in this role for such a long time that it's made, they're a different person. Maybe it's time to grow into something else. Gone are the days of the true nine to five. Start when you're eighteen, get your gold watch at sixty five when you, as you leave, and then die within fifteen years. Those were the statistics. We can do so much more, but you know, when we have a job, we've actually got to consider what that is because this part of the world matrix isn't actually about your job this part is called our mission what is our mission let's not forget that we are all unique we were all put here on this little blue marble in the universe at a specific time in the history of that universe we are all here for a reason and the more we conform, the more we do what we're told, quite often we begin to forget about our personal legend, as Paulo Coelho calls it in his book, The Alchemist. Great book, if you've not read it. Um, our personal legend, the reason that we are here right now. What is your personal legend? What's that thing that just won't go away? It just won't leave you. Um, you know, for me, it is coaching and mentoring and you're know, helping people with leadership and resilience. That's what I have always done. And whenever I go away from it, I always get drawn back in. That is my personal legend. What is yours? Take some time to think about it. And don't worry if you get it wrong. Take some time to think about it and work your way forward. You're not getting it wrong. You're just growing in an understanding of yourself. Yeah, this is about self-reflection, guys. Recognizing what is important to us. And if you find that whatever job you are doing to put food on the table isn't aligned, if you're stressed all the time with it, if it's not aligned with your true purpose, then start thinking about how you can move towards your true purpose. You don't have to stop working straight away. You don't have to change straight away. But you can begin to work your way towards what your personal legend is. What is your mission in life? Because when we're aligned with that, we are more resilient because we see a bigger picture. When we do work about people's dreams in our programs. They begin to light up. They begin to lift up. They lift their heads up. They look to the sky and say, oh, wow, there is so much more to this life than I thought there was. That is our mission. That is our personal legend. So don't walk into work or walk into the boss's office and say, I'm done. I can't face this anymore. Put a plan around it first. Think about why. You are here on this planet. What's that thing, what's that itch that you've been wanting to scratch or that scratch you've been wanting to itch for a long, long time and it just keeps coming back? There's probably a hint there. When do you find yourself in flow, as Mikhail Chinksentmihai talks about in his book of the same name? When do you find that time just disappears? These are all good pointers towards what you're mission in life is. Yes, there is a need for an ability to put food on the table. But let's not forget that the reason we were put here was so much more than just that. Again, this is all about true wealth. 
the eight pillars of true wealth so much more than just the money side of things. Think about what your mission is. Think about your purpose. Think about your personal legend and begin to work towards it. into that one i'm still figuring out the buttons in this studio and i'm not always getting it right but we will get it right over time we're learning every time so it's not a failure um tim mcgraw you're going to get used to tim mcgraw on this show um i i how did i come to tim mcgraw tim mcgraw um humble and kind 
Have a look for Tim McGraw, Humble and Kind. It's an absolutely beautiful song. Uh, and the lyrics, listen to the lyrics. They're absolutely amazing. Um, and started listening to his music. And I have become a fan. I cannot wait for his um, his music, his sh- live shows to begin travelling again or for to get to the United States and America so that we can uh, we can go and see him live. What was the point of that track? Well, California, this brings us to the next pillar, personal development. What are you doing to grow? You know, Mark Twain said, or it's certainly, um, it's certainly given to him as a quote, the man who stops reading at 20 is as dead as the man who's 80, I think. Something like that. Um, the point is, um, there is always time to grow. I spoke about in a pod, I recorded a whole bunch of podcasts this week, and I spoke about books as part of um, the importance of reading um, and uh, how we can learn vicariously. Um, there's a statistic in the US that says that 33% of college students don't read another book when they leave. Really? 1.2, people read 1.2 books a year. What so what unbelievable now when I say books and reading, I get it. There are different ways to ingest information. There are audiobooks. Yeah, if you go onto Spotify and look look for me and look for Lead Through Life, you'll see the audio version of my book, Lead Through Life. There's different ways of actually ingesting that information. But how are you growing? What are you doing to become a different person. I'm not going to say better person, but you will become a better person as we grow. What is that personal development thing? What's that got to do with the track California by Tim McGraw? Well, um, the last time we went to a live um, personal development event, other than our own that we deliver across um, across New Zealand, um, we went to one in California uh, to um, to our mentor of mine, a chap called Brendan Bouchard, uh, um, who writes many books and does live personal development, business development, and um, uh, health academy. Uh, that was in California a few years ago. That um, and it was the first time that we had attended a live event. Personal development is very, very important to me. It should be very important to all of us. What can you do today to learn something new? Now, it might be listening to a different podcast. It might be rather than um, just scrolling through your device, it might be picking up a book. It might be listening to a different book. Maybe going and having a conversation with someone that you um, you wouldn't normally have a conversation with. That's a great way to grow. Popping into a bookshop and just maybe go to a part of the bookshop you wouldn't normally go to. Do a quiz. Do a crossword. Anything that causes you to begin to grow as a person is a good thing. We begin to feel more satisfied with life. We realize that there is a wealth to growing. You might actually begin to identify a little bit more of your personal legend that we spoke about in the last segment when we begin to grow. 
when we begin to learn how to do different things. So have a look at different ways of growing that personal development side of life. Now, I am beginning to accelerate just a little bit, and I always do this. I always talk too much on the radio show. Um, and we are slight. Oh, actually, we're not too bad. We're slightly behind track um, on Fresh FM on Friday morning. This is the Resilient Show on uh, on Fresh FM, and we are working our way through the eight pillars of wealth to show us all that wealth has so much more than just money. You know, sometimes we think, "Oh, it's, I, I don't. I, I'm I'm poor. I'm not wealthy." And it's all got to do with money in the account? Not at all. I remember um, many, many years ago when I was in Bosnia during the um, the Balkans conflict, um, I was responsible for uh, an area in northern Bosnia running covert operations up there. And it was it was the same area um, around about Srebrenica where the, um, the genocide had taken place um, in the months before I got there. So we had responsibility of, of, of heading up there and, and talking to the locals and talking to local officials about what was going on um, and also... Um, look for uh, information about the um, the war criminals that were still at large. Um, and we used to stop in tiny little villages. And when I'm talking about tiny little villages, I'm talking about a gathering of what we would probably describe as just huts, you know, less than garden sheds that whole families were living in. And when we stopped to meet those people, the children had ear-to-ear smiles. They brought out the best cups that they had and gave us food and tea that probably meant that they weren't going to eat or drink that for the rest of the day. They were so wealthy in life that they were able to give to strangers with guns in uniform. They had such a wealth that you know, it, 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 not at the time, but you know, it brought tears that people can be so wealthy with so little. But that's because they recognised the eight pillars and how they could grow. Um, after we come, after this next track, we will move on to that slightly more tense subject of wealth through spirituality. Sadness ever 
that's really the point of this next segment um you know, we can get all tied up when it comes to talking about spirituality what is spirituality is it religion is it believing in god is it hugging a tree is it going for a walk do you know what spirituality is a very very personal thing now for those of you who have listened to the show in the past um you know we've had uh religious leaders um and i'm going to say religious because it's sometimes a, a an easy word to just delineate between the two and you know, if you ask me the question then i will tell you that i have a faith a faith based in the the bible um notice the way that i described that but I also know people of many other faiths and many other beliefs. We've had some great guests on the show over the um, you know, over the the year that that follow different paths towards spirituality. Sometimes people say, "Oh no, I, I, I don't do spirituality." Well, unfortunately, yeah, you probably find you do. Um, I remember. Um, I remember years and years ago, uh, when the kids were little, we um, we were living in Scotland, and we went for a walk 
up um, a hill called, a mountain called Bukaletiv Moor, um, the Great Shepherd of Buchel, which is at the head of Glencoe in Scotland, above the King's House Hotel, for those of you who may have visited. Um, and it's a bit of a grinding climb up there, and the kids were wee. And when we got to the saddle, yeehaw, on the way up the mountain, um, all of a sudden the view just opened out ahead of us. And um, my daughter, Rachel, uh, just burst into tears. She just burst into tears. She And, and it was a realisation. We've spoken about it many times since. It was a realisation of there being so much more in the world than just us. Sometimes that's a good place to start with spirituality. Another great place, um, if you're looking for a book to read on it, um, is The Untethered Soul. Take a look for uh, for The Untethered Soul. Uh, yeah, it's a book that I often share with, with people who say, I, 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 I'd like to be more spiritual, but I don't, don't know how. The other way to do it is to meditate. Take some time, sit down, close your eyes, and listen to the beat of your heart. Listen to you breathing. It takes us to a place deeper within ourselves. That is where our spirit is. That's what spirituality is for me. It's many, many, has many, many definitions. But yeah, just take that time. I, I used to scoff at meditation. I used to think that it was something that was done in caves in the Himalayas by 302-year-old men with grey hair or with New Age hippies. Um, I now meditate every day. I do my deep breathing. I then meditate for 20 minutes. As soon as I get out of bed, well, I brush my teeth first, but that's where I begin my day and I start my day far more calmly. Um, sometimes if we think about, rather than think about ourselves as flesh with a soul, maybe we think about ourselves as souls in flesh. How much more wealthy would we be when we realise that the certainty of that comes from within ourselves? How much more resilient would we be when we realise that, actually, do you know what? I don't need all that stuff around about me. I don't need that big TV. I don't need that sports car. I don't need that that next, next, next. It's all within that is spirituality, going deep within ourselves. And whether we do that through the lessons of history's great teachers or through some of the thought leaders that are around today, this is very personal. But don't be frightened of going there. Treat it as an adventure. And the way to start is either reading about it, listening to a podcast, or you just taking some time, giving meditation a chance. But with meditation, remember, meditation is a practice. You're not going to do it if you do it just once. It takes time. Have a go at it. Have a go. And you will find that we are all spirit. Or if you've got a scientific mind, we are all energy. Wow, that's one for a, that we're unpacking that one is a huge subject. But we are all spirit. We are all energy. 
we've sometimes just got to look within to find it. So that brings us to the seventh, the penultimate pillar. Only one more to go. We have been through wealth. No, we've not. Wealth is the pillar. We have been through money. We've been through health. We've been through friends and family, hobbies, our mission here, our personal development, and that was spirituality. So we have one left to go after this track. You can probably guess what it is as I start playing She. She may be the face I can't forget the trace of pleasure or regret Maybe my treasure or the price I have to pay She may be the song the summer sings Maybe the chill the autumn brings Maybe a hundred different things Within the measure of a day She Maybe the beauty or the beast Maybe the famine or the feast May turn each day into a heaven or a hell She may be the mirror of my dreams A smile reflected in a stream She may not be what she may see Inside her shell by Elvis Costello, although the original was by Charles Aznavour um, many, many moons ago. Uh, so that brings us to the, um, the last pillar of the wealth matrix, um, and that is 
intimate relationships. Oh, intimate relationships. Um, now, you know, we could easily just chuck this one into the friends and family space, but that doesn't work. We've actually got to take a little bit more time to think about the wealth that our closest loved ones bring to our lives and what we can do to bring more wealth to their lives. Now, you've got to be a little bit careful on this one because we've seen it. We haven't seen it backfire, but we've seen some we've seen some really, really fascinating stories that come out of teaching this part of the wealth matrix. You know, some people score really, really low numbers in the intimate relationship space, but they're cool with that. Yeah, maybe there's just a time in their life they're just saying, actually, do you know what? I'm quite cool with this. That's all right. But then there are other people who score low and decide to go on a date or jump on a dating app or you know whatever they choose to do because they realise that actually that's a bit of a gap in their lives and that's cool as well. You've then got people <laughs> who have maybe been married for quite a while. And, like, I know we've, we've all been, if you've been married for quite a while, and the Lady Elizabeth and I celebrate our 26th wedding anniversary this week, um, or next week, sorry. Um, yeah, if you've been married for quite a while, sometimes you just get in a little bit of a rut, don't you? But then when you reflect on your intimate relationship, maybe it's time to actually engage the other person. What I suggest you don't do is walk in and say, right, tell me about our day, your day, because we need to work on our intimate relationship. That's just going to see the eagle fly in your um, in your significant other. But we do have to take time. And you, when I, I journal every morning, and as I journal, I First, I start with my mantra. I then do my 10 points of gratitude. I then write down the um, my personal legend, just to remind myself. Uh, and then I write down this life. And every morning, I write down the eight pillars of wealth and what I am doing to grow in each of the areas every morning. And the last area that I write down is, I don't write down intimate relationships. I write down Liz, my significant other, very significant other. And then below it, I write the four things that I choose to do to work on that relationship. Um, And it starts with holding hands. When did you last hold hands with your significant other? In public. Now, gentlemen, holding hands, yes, it's romantic, but it's also an economic tool to stop your significant other spending money. If they're holding your hands, they can't put the hand out to touch clothes in shops. So, you know, it's not just a romantic move. That's the first one. And yeah, this is what I choose to do. But you maybe think on these for your intimate relationships. The second one is to make space for their dreams. Okay? Like, you know, if, if we've been in relationship for any length of time, sometimes it all becomes focused on that thing, whether it's bringing up kids, whether it's transitioning to a new house or you know, whatever it is. But if you deeply love someone, we must make space for their dreams.
what is it that they aspire to? What is their personal legend? So hold hands and then also make space for their dreams. And then third up, date nights. Now, I know that date nights have an Americanism to them that you make it feel a little bit, Ugh! but date nights don't have to be that thing that happens every week on a, on a Wednesday at 7.30 where going on a date can be as simple as going for a walk or it can be going out for a meal, but move yourself move yourselves from that normal place. If every evening it's in front of the TV or on devices, well, how are you growing as a couple? How's your relationship growing? Um, if you move out of that space, if you move away from the TV, well, you're, you're going to have to start talking at some point. You help grow in that relationship. And then the last part the last thing I write down in my four is, guys, remember to be intimate. Okay? Remember that that is an important part of your relationship. It's probably the thing that, boys, we were thinking of when we first met the significant other a long, long time ago. But don't forget, that's an important part of it. So when it comes to our personal wealth, when it comes to growth, that is what we need to consider. So that was the eight pillars of wealth. That was the wealth matrix. We started with health. We moved to, or we started with wealth. We moved to health. Friends and family, moving on to hobbies, our mission, our personal development, our spirituality, and then lastly, romance. And that brings us almost to the end of the show for today. This was The Resilient Show. It was titled True Wealth and dedicated to everyone who knows there is more to life than just money. Um, I look forward to seeing you next week. We're certainly working on getting some guests together. We were going to have a guest today, but they went down with that that horrible C word. So we were unable to talk to them today, but that's fine. They are on the mend. But this was The Resilient Show today from Fresh FM in Mochueca, and we were talking about the wealth matrix. Have a great week. Go out and try some of the things I suggested and live more resiliently. I will see you next week. No treble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass. No treble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass. No treble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass. Yeah, it's pretty clear. I ain't no size two, but I can shake it, shake it like I'm supposed to do. Cause I got that ball ball that all the boys chase in all the right junk in all the right places. I see the magazines working at Photoshop. We know that shit ain't real. Come on, now make it stop. If you got that beauty, beauty, just raise them up. Cause every inch of you is perfect from the bottom to the top. Yeah, my mama, she told me.
Because you know I'm all about that place, about that place, no trouble. I'm all about that place, about that place, no trouble. I'm all about that place, about that place, no trouble. I'm all about that place, about that place. I'm bringing booty back. Go ahead and tell them skinny pictures back. No, I'm just playing. I know you think you're fine, but I'm here to tell you every inch of you is perfect from the bottom to the top. podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show first broadcast on fresh fm the top of the south's community access media station with support from new zealand on air the funding of access media makes these podcasts possible to find similar programs by other community access media stations go online to accessmedia.nz